y'all. Welcome back to Politics Unscripted. It's Danielle Como, and this week it's actually going to be only me and a vocal message guest. Um, Megan this week has her finals for her college, which is totally okay. Like, my college actually ended early. Like, this semester ended early. I honestly don't know why. It doesn't even make sense. But my classes start up next week, so... <laughs> yeah... My dumbass decided to take six classes during summer. Um, but it's okay. It's alright. So for this episode, um, I'm gonna be talking about sexual harassment. Um, and like I understand it's like a hard subject, so all jokes aside, if you don't wanna listen to this, I'm not forcing you to, like just click away, like it's okay. <laughs> Like, you don't gotta listen to it. Um, but yeah, let's get started. Oh yeah, I also forgot to mention that, sorry if this episode's kind of weird, like, I don't know, I just feel weird doing it by myself, because I'm used to having another person speaking on the topic too. I mean, I will have a guest speaker, and it's Melissa again, but I don't know, it just feels weird doing it without Megan. Like, I'm just talking to myself. <laughs> okay, let's actually get started now. If you believe that you are in a bad situation with sexual harassment, like, stop listening to this podcast and go call your local sheriffs, like, right now, or call National Sexual Assault Hotline, and their hotline will be in our description. Okay, so we're gonna start hard with this first topic, and honestly, it kind of makes me want to throw up. Like, I have, like, this uneasy feeling in my stomach, and I don't know, it just... Oh my god, I'm like disgusted. So there's this term called upskirting, and it's where someone can sneak up behind a woman in a public place without any consequences happening and can take a photo of them under from under their skirt. Like they don't even need consent to do so and like that's just so disturbing and to consider it's twenty fucking nineteen and this is still a thing. Like, are you kidding me? Oh my god, like, what the hell? Okay, so this article is from 2016, but this website is posting it from, like, two weeks ago. So, like, it's the Odyssey, but the post that they took it from, I guess, is from 2016. I don't understand. It's recent, though. But but still, like, 2016, that's, like, what, four years ago? That's disgusting. In fucking Georgia. Of course, Georgia. Of course, it's legal to do shit like that. I don't know about Florida, but it's probably legal in Florida, too, because Florida man shit. (laughs) Oh, my God, that's... I can't even read this. Oh, my God. But, like, why would someone think that this is okay? How is this okay? In the post, it discusses that sometimes people still hide cameras in changing areas in bathrooms. And I don't understand people, like, that's why I'm taking fucking psychology next semester. Like, I don't understand y'all fucking nasty ass people, not just men. It's women, too, that can do this. Like, it's not just subjected to men. And, of course, we know that hidden cameras... In those changing areas and bathrooms, they will get charged with invasion of privacy if they're caught. 
and like convicted of it but still I don't think that's enough because like even if you find someone they're still probably gonna do it again like that's disgusting they should be like arrested or some shit like my voice is shaking I don't know if you can tell but I'm just disgusted um I don't even know what to think about it I mean just to think that it's 2019 and that's not illegal like come on there's so many dumb laws out there and this is legal that makes no sense like come on that's disgusting honestly um and to move on to another issue that goes along with like this like getting um arrested and stuff so recently i've been watching these documentaries um about prisons i don't know i was just bored and i came across it on youtube i can't remember the whole thing i'll put it in the description that's fine but um it's this guy who goes to like different prisons and stuff and the most recent ones i think they're recent i don't know i was i was just doing the recommended search whatever um the most recent ones I guess that he visited were the Indiana State Maximum Security Prisons and those are actually really chilling like I mean I know someone who's in that prison I don't know if I can talk about it but that's another story for another time but anyways um so most of the prisoners there don't give a fuck about what they did I mean some did like have a lot of regret like most of them did and like they're they were saying how just because they're in there they don't feel that regret like in other words it was they had that guilt because they had that guilt not because they were locked up I guess but um he was interviewing a rapist and murderer like he raped the person no, he didn't rape her, but he thought about raping the girl, but then he killed her instead. And, um, what he said about it was that he didn't regret it at all, and, like, he doesn't care, and, like, he believes that the death penalty is there for people like him, because he, he recognized that he had that issue of not caring, um, and having no regret. I personally don't believe in the death penalty. I th- I feel like it's inhumane in a way. But then when I think about people like that, then it kind of invalidates my opinion, I guess. And I don't know. But it's like a hard thing to talk about. But if you want to go watch the documentaries, you can. I'll put it in the description, like the YouTube channel. It's actually pretty interesting. I mean, I wouldn't recommend watching it at night because it's kind of... It's kind of low-key freaky but um freaky like chilling um so another post I saw I don't know if it was on Instagram Facebook probably Instagram because I'm on there more often Facebook's kind of just for like family stuff but on Instagram I assume I saw this post about what rapists look for in their victim and I don't know it was kind of like BS because I feel like a victim could be anyone is not subjected to just like what you're wearing or your hair or a female like it could be anyone and that's what people get wrong like 
there's so many cases out there where a male has gone and said someone raped them, but people turn them away because they're a male. Like, come on, yo. Like, <laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs> it's just mad annoying that people don't believe them. Which, yeah, there are some cases where people lie about it, but most of the time, like, majority of the time, the victim is telling the truth and I don't understand why people just let others get away with that shit um but anyways the post was talking about what they look for in a victim and it was saying shit like long hair and um braids ponytails buns shit like that and actually I remember my mom showing me this post because she's seen it before too and she she was like, let me cut your hair. And that's why I had that ugly ass bob when I went to college my first semester because she didn't want no boy to rape me, I guess. I don't know. Some dumb shit like that. But it's not subjected to just your hairstyle, you know? Like, that's dumb. But, um, and then some other stuff in it was about how you need to show that you'll fight back because they don't want to bring attention to themselves, which is kind of true. Like, if someone comes and attacks you, you should fight back. Like, you shouldn't just stand there and take it. And I understand there are some circumstances where you can't fight back, and that's okay. But just some tips, if someone comes from behind, um always kick them in the gut or some something like that like the groin area um pinch them like on the inner thigh you can pinch them um my dad has taught me how to get out of a headlock I can't I don't understand how to describe it but just YouTube it like there's so many defense videos out there like you can learn yourself and that's what I recommend is to learn some defense moves um, a quick little story, um, I was at work one night closing and this lady and her kid comes in and they both have this worried ass look on their face. I thought something was going on outside. Like, I don't know. Like there's a million things that could have been going on. And this lady was like, my daughter wants to do something for the homeless guy outside and I'm like in my head I was like you don't gotta look at me like that for a homeless guy like like yeah homeless guys that's like a big issue here but you don't gotta look like that like you made it seem like some big ass issue was going on or some shit but anyways my manager saw that lady and she came running over asked what was wrong um so basically the lady and her kid went around the store to get this guy some food or whatever um <laughs> this is where the story gets good so my manager goes outside to see the guy and the guy is literally on his back i think no shoes on um which is why they thought he was homeless side note he's he wasn't homeless um, so then she goes get, gets the general manager and brings her outside. They're both women and they were both kind of felt uneasy. 
they thought that guy was dead at first because he wasn't moving, but then they went back out and checked again and he was on his side. So my manager came in and talked to me. She's like, I think this guy's drunk. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. Because there's a bar down the street. Like, that's what people do. Like, they go out and drink. <laughs> this is normal. But, um, so then we get the, the guy from the meat department to go out there with them too. Because you never know, like... This guy that went out with them is probably like six foot five. I don't know. Um, so he went out there, looked, and the guy was still on his side. So then my manager, the general manager, um, she called the police and told them, look, it's not an emergency, but there's a guy outside our building and we're about to close and I have employees that need to go out to their car and it's just unsettling and like it feels unsafe so then the cops came and they checked him out came back inside and told us this guy has no criminal record he does have like something on his license where he's not allowed to drive he's just drunk and waiting for someone to come pick him up but during all of that um I forgot to mention that the wife and daughter came back and the daughter was like I'm gonna go wait outside and her mom was like no that's not a good idea and because at this point my general manager went back to tell them like oh don't don't do anything that guy's drunk um so yeah this little girl was giving her mom attitude about her not being able to wait outside like listen here kid you're like fucking 12 probably probably not even 12 like maybe younger than that and so I looked at the kid in her eyes and I said yeah it's probably not a good idea because you never know today like I didn't want to be rude or, like, try to parent the kid, but there's, like, a certain step that I feel like we should take. Like, I don't know, I'm just not going to stand there and let her talk to her mom like that and complain about not being able to go outside while there's a drunk man, literally... He could do anything. Like, when you're drunk, you could literally be doing anything and not realizing it. So I was like, yeah, it's just not a good idea. Um, You can sit on the bench if you want. And she kind of just gave me a snarky-ass attitude. And I'm like, okay, whatever. But then they left. And that's when the cops showed up and came and told us everything. I don't know. It was just, it was just a wild night. It was kind of funny, though. Um, That's my story of how you never know what the circumstances are like you never know today and that's kind of that's scary honestly that's the scary thing about today's society is that you don't know so moving on I want to talk about this organization that came to speak at my old college Stetson University and it's called Take Back the Night Foundation and it's basically a foundation for victims of whether sexual violence or partner violence and there's probably more that it, like, goes into. But you can learn about that on their website. I'll put it in the description. But the quote on their website, or, like, statistics, it says, One in three women worldwide experience some form of sexual violence or intimate partner violence. One in six men experience sexual violence. Less than 50% of victims report these crimes. That's crazy to think about, honestly. Like, that's... 
that's wild um I didn't know those facts actually um I understand why some people don't report it but I feel like if you can report it then you should um I understand if you can't but I would at least tell someone um I'm really bad at giving advice as you can tell but let's just get into the history on Take Back the Night. So, it was formed in the 70s for the issue of violence against women because that started to become um, popular in the media. Um, I believe it was started because of the murder, murder of a woman who was, like, walking home from her walking home from her work oh my bad that's not when the foundation was started um that was just one of the um events that led up to the foundation being started was a woman was murder murder I can't say the fucking word murder oh my god um (laughs) this lady was murdered on her way home from work and I don't know I it's just it sickens me, like, I feel so sick just thinking about it, so if you want to learn more about that part of the history, then go to the website, I just, I just can't talk about it, I really can't, um, the foundation was started by Katie Kostner, I butchered that name, like, (laughs) oh my god, Kostner, I can't, I I suck at pronouncing names, but you get the idea. Um, she was the one who actually came to Stetson and talked to us about it. Um, she was the first woman in the U.S. to publicly announce a victim of campus date rape in two thousand one. Um, she was a college student. She got raped. Um. I guess by a date rape drug, I think. I honestly cannot remember, but she spoke to us about date rape drugs um, and just what, step by step, what happened to her. And then she discussed about how she felt like she didn't want to ruined this guy's reputation at first and then she was like fuck it well she didn't say fuck it but you get the idea she was like you know what whatever like this needs to be reported so then she reported it and like I think it took her actually a long time to get him um to get him accused because a lot of people were saying that she was lying and shit like that which honestly if you say someone's lying about that like shame on you like come on, um, sorry I'm not really going into detail, it's kind of like 1am right now, so, but, um, if you want to learn more about Take Back the Night, just go to their website, it'll be in the description, I think it's a great organization, um, on their website you can get free legal assistance, which is actually pretty cool, um, you can contact them, you can get involved, so I guess, like, be a guest speaker or something, um, it shows their events on their website, 
Um, it shows other people's survivor stories. I think it's a pretty cool organization. Like, honestly. I'm pretty sure y'all are tired of me talking. Because it's been me for like a couple, a couple hot minutes. Like, <laughs> but I'm going to let Melissa take over now. Hey guys, it's Melissa again. I previously spoke to you guys about disability discrimination on one of the previous episodes, and I'm back to talk to you guys about sexual harassment. I think this is an issue that affects both men and women, but we tend to hear way more incidents about harassment to women. Sexual harassment is defined as unwelcome and inappropriate sexual remarks or physical advances in a workplace or other professional or social social situations. I've seen this happen multiple times in public, especially with guys harassing women. It also tends to happen a lot in colleges because people tend to get drunk and then random words just slip out of their mouths. I remember one time Danielle and I were at Lambda Chi at UF tailgating. There was this one guy that kept looking at us while holding a box of beer and he was being pretty creepy and it just totally creeped us out. He ended up coming up to us and he offered us some beer and started talking to us. He got super weird because he started touching Daniel's arm. I knew that was kind of like a warning sign, you know, that it was just such a weird situation. He later smacked Danielle on her butt, which I distinctly remember, and that was completely unacceptable. We decided to leave right after that. This is definitely a form of sexual harassment that should never happen because it's extremely disrespectful. Come to find out, the guy wasn't even a student at UF. He had already graduated from there. So he was like 26 years old, which was just super weird. And he came back to practically harass younger college girls. Danielle told me that he even kept texting her and she was so weirded out. So that should have been a sign to him to stop contacting her, but he didn't stop. I think the main problem with sexual harassment is that it just continually gets worse and worse. Some guys just don't seem to take the hint that girls think they're being creepy. It will sometimes even escalate to rape, which is just absolutely horrible. That's not even messing with someone anymore. It's just full on doing something without consent. No means no, and everyone should know that. If the person is drunk, it's best to assume that it's a no, because the person can't make an informed decision by themselves. I also hate it when my parents make comments on my clothes that I wear out sometimes. They'll say things like, oh my gosh, you're going to get raped, and they practically freak out at what I'm wearing. I think the fact that girls have to worry about getting raped because of what they're wearing is just plain stupid. I wear certain clothes because they make me feel great and I love how I look in them. I don't do it for anyone else. I do it for myself. When going out, I'll wear crop tops to show off my navel piercing because I like putting different rings in it. Guys have to learn to better control themselves around girls. They can act like they have to give in to their extreme horniness and have no self-control. We're not objects for them to harass or rape. They need to learn to respect us. You know, this is especially what freaks me out. I feel like I can't even walk around campus around frat houses by myself for fear of getting assaulted or something like that. There have actually been many cases of female college students getting assaulted right on frat row, which just really freaks me out. Women shouldn't have to live in a society where we fear this type of thing. It's just horrible. 
And these instances aren't even as bad as what happens in third world countries. In the Middle East, many women are forced to completely cover themselves, except their eyes and hands, because the men there literally have no self-control. This really upsets me, but shows how much change we need to make in our communities and around the world. I believe that it starts with educating men and teaching them that harassment is never okay, no matter the situation. With me, for example, I'll see certain cute guys and say to myself, ooh, he's cute or something like that. But that's literally the end of it. I don't try to make them uncomfortable because I know it's rude. Guys should be educated to behave like this and they have to learn to have self-control. We also have to take into account harassment that happens towards men by women or by other men. According to the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, or the EEOC, in 2015, there were over 6,000 sexual harassment claims filed by people in the workplace. 70% of those were filed by men. Many men don't report sexual harassment because they don't want to be mocked by others or they feel like they can handle the issue by themselves. I find this unacceptable. All sexual harassment claims should be taken seriously, and we must strive to create inclusive working environments. Everyone should be encouraged to report unwanted behavior in the workplace. The damaging effects of sexual harassment are the same with men and with women, according to the Incest National Network. They include anxiety, depression, PTSD, withdrawal from relationships, sense of shame, and many more. As friends to people that have survived sexual harassment or rape, there are many ways you can help survivors. The most important thing to do is to listen and to be there for them. Sometimes survivors might just need someone that listens to them while they express themselves. Another good way is to provide them with resources. They might want to seek professional help like therapy. And I mean that in the least offensive way. I believe that everyone, including myself, needs therapy at some point or another in their lives. We all go through difficult situation and ex situations and experience different things that can leave us hurt or vulnerable. Anyways, my point is that sexual harassment is never okay, no matter if it's towards men or women, and there are ways to get past the pain if you are a survivor. P please feel free to reach out to Danielle or to me if you need someone to talk to. Thank you, and now I'll pass it on to Danielle. What do you think about sexual harassment, Danielle? Yeah, I think you said it really well. Um, I do remember that guy, and like that's just plain creepy. Like, a graduate going to the tailgates, like... He also didn't just graduate. I think he graduate, graduated like two years ago or something like that. I can't remember what he told us. But I don't know. It's just weird. And I'm not the type of person to be like, oh, no, you can't have my number. Like, if someone asks me for it, like, I'll give it to you. Like, I don't give a fuck. But he's blocked. I blocked his ass. But anyways, um, another thing, like, with giving people numbers... Um, this kind of goes with it. I don't know if it's really, like, considered sexual harassment, but it's definitely harassment. Um, so this guy in my classes, he's in two of my classes, apparently. That's what he told me. He was like, we have the same class, and I'm like, okay, and? But this one guy, um, from my English class and biology class, so English, um, we had to do this assignment or something like that and um we had to partner up with someone and they had to read our assignment make sure it's like good or like write down feedback like critique the piece and I 
ended up not having a partner and I guess he didn't either so the teacher was like you two work together at first I was just gonna be silent and pretend I had a partner but I was like whatever so I switched papers with him and then he kept trying to like talk to me a lot and I was like okay he's just trying to make conversation like instead of it being silent because that's just fucking awkward like okay I give him that but after that um class was over because she let us leave early and like an hour early and he kind of followed me out to my car and he's like hey I've seen you before and I'm like first of all I'm like what the fuck and so I was like oh where and he's like what high school did you go to and I was like Duval Charter and he was like oh I went there too and I was like okay I've never seen you before in my life well I didn't say that but I said that in my head um I was like yeah I did cheer um dance team drama I don't know where you saw me from but that's what I did like because I think he said he was like two years younger or one year like graduating year younger that's what I mean um and he's like yeah I, I know you from cheer and I was like okay well by this point this conversation is going really creepy like <laughs> I've never seen you before and you're telling me you know me from there I mean I guess that's possible like okay but then we start talking more at this point I just want to go to my car but I every single time I kept trying to lead the conversation into oh see you next time see you next class stuff like that he would just start up a whole new damn conversation so then at this point we're just talking about random stuff like I'm pretty sure I don't even remember what we talked about but it jumped from like subject to subject because every single damn time the conversation started to die a little he would start a whole new random subject and finally I looked at the time it was like 10 or like 9 45 or something like that the class normally gets out at nine o'clock and she let us out at eight o'clock so I was like listen I actually do gotta go like my parents are really strict um they want me to come home like now and he was like oh do you want to go get some food somewhere and I was like did you not just listen to me like my dad wants me to come home and he was like just ask him to stay out more and I was like hmm I really cannot do that but actually I was lying about the whole thing like my parents don't give a fuck but if I stay out well sometimes they do it depends on like who it's with um especially with some random ass guy they would care but like if it was with Melissa or Megan they wouldn't really care but so I was like I really gotta go like they're gonna be mad and I just need to go home it's like 10 o'clock and he just kept arguing well not arguing but he just kept making excuses about how I could I'm an adult and I can do whatever I want and I'm like "Mm, not really but (laughs) okay I feel like I'm just I'm just like talking a lot but so then he was like aren't you in my biology class and I'm like I don't know so then I just get in my car and I leave like I was like bye I really gotta go so then biology was on Monday and English is on Thursday so 
Monday comes around and he's actually sitting not in front of me but two seats over in that next row and I was like oh my god you're fucking kidding me so the whole damn class time he kept turning around and like looking at me and I was like "Mm -mm, you better turn your ass around before I make you turn around boy but (laughs) um so he just kept looking at me and I was trying not to make any eye contact at all I would just see it in my peripheral vision that he was looking at me and it's just plain creepy oh I forgot to mention that that Thursday night um when I had to like go home that's in like quotation marks go home um he asked for my snapchat because he saw me on snapchat so like I guess that's why he asked me and I'm like okay whatever but every single time he snapchats me or like slides up on my story I just don't respond like I just leave them on red like I don't care um leave me alone (laughs) and I'm probably just gonna block him now because classes are over I was gonna wait to block him because I felt like he would like come up to me in class and be like yo why'd you block me because people have done that to me before so I didn't want to do that again um and then Thursday comes around again um by this point we're not halfway through class, maybe like three quarters away through classes. Like there's only two weeks left after this week. And he was sitting in my seat. My fucking seat. I mean, it's my unassigned assigned seat, but it's still my seat, you know? So instead of me looking dumb, I, um, went to the row in front and sat at that seat because I felt like I would look dumb if I was walking towards that my seat because I didn't notice he was in my seat because I was looking at my phone because I was trying to avoid him but he was sitting in my seat and oh my god he just pisses me off his stupid ass haircut (laughs) I'm getting off topic (laughs) he just pisses me off to a fucking T Um, anyways, I sit in the row in front, all is fine, um, I put in my headphones after class because I damn well knew he was gonna try to talk to me, which he did try to talk to me, he was, like, holding the door open and, like, waiting there for five minutes because I was pretending to look for my car keys even though I already found them in my purse, but I was like, I don't feel like dealing with this kid, and, like, yeah, this story's probably making me look bad, but if you're in my shoes and you think about it like some guy or some girl is continuously trying to talk to you after you've given them hints that you're not interested you'd understand where I'm coming from like it's just annoying and uh, I'm pretty sure I've probably no I've never done this to anyone but but still like don't do this to people like if it's obvious that you're making that person uncomfortable then just leave them alone just fucking leave them alone oh and this is where the story gets better yo so last weekend I was spending the night at my grandma's house because she likes it when I spend the night like it gives us bonding time I guess and we were gonna make dinner and um we went to Publix which is one of the big groceries here in Florida and so 
I forgot this kid told me he worked at Publix. (laughs) So as we're walking in, or like walking up to the doors, he comes out. And I'm telling you, this felt like a fucking movie. Like, I made eye contact with him. Everything felt like it was in slow motion. (laughs) Oh my god. And he had his hair styled in that stupid ass. (laughs) I don't even know how to explain it. But it looked like, I don't know, some extra piece coming off in the back. And I'm like, oh boy, have you seen a mirror? You need to fix that. I'm only messing up with this hair because my mom does hair. So like, I'm just used to, I know how to fix hair, kind of. So it just bothers me if your hair is not good. And I just can't help that. I'm sorry. (sighs) Let me stop talking about his hair. Um, sorry this story is so damn long, but it's a- It's one heck of a story. And so this kid, he's- We made full-on eye contact at this point. I looked down, cover my hair over my face a little bit, just in case he didn't see that it was me, because I wasn't wearing makeup and I wasn't- like, dressed up how I normally am for class. Well, dressed up meaning, like, I was in, like, shorts and a random-ass t-shirt. For class, I normally wear, like, jeans and a sweater or some shit. And I do my makeup for class and, like, straighten my hair. Who am I trying to impress? No one. But, um, I went to Publix with my grandma, like, just in a bum-ass outfit. So, I'm pretty sure he knew it was me though but I just kept walking in I was like oh god please don't please don't say hi to me or anything like I don't want to explain to my grandma who this kid is I probably would have told her this exact exact same story without the cuss words in it but um he so we were checking out right and he walks past the the whatever it is the counter cashier counter thing um I work at a grocery store I should know what it's called but he walks past that and I made eye contact with him again and like oh my god this probably doesn't seem like a big deal but like to me it is because I'm not confrontational when someone's bothering me I just kind of like just stay silent I guess unless if it's something really bad like you're being racist or homophobic or something, I'll say something, but, but stuff like this, I won't really say anything, and I feel like that's a change that people need to make, like, stuff like this is not necessarily sexual harassment, but it's just creepiness in general, but, I mean, it still relates to this, and, like, you shouldn't be afraid to call someone out on their shit, like, I don't know, I should start taking my own advice and, like, just, I should have called him out on it, like, at least, well, over text kind of seems, like, worse. I don't know. I feel like over text would seem worse. Maybe, like, call him out on it after class, not in front of people, like, that's, that's a little too far, like, but, yeah, like, just do it in a private public space what I mean by that is like private where it's like just you two but public like in a public space so that he can't do shit to you or she can't do shit to you like because people are around 
you know um yeah so enough of that story um like i said it's not really a form of sexual harassment but it it is harassment because if you know someone feels uncomfortable then you should leave them alone like come on i mean i guess to justify him would be that i wasn't really telling him to stop I was just kind of like being silent but that's my way of saying I'm uncomfortable as if like being silent or like not reacting to it I guess I don't know but anyways um another form of harassment is sexual harassment is catcalling and that's when someone says a nasty remark to someone else and what I mean by nasty is like a sexual way and um yeah it's happened a a lot of times um I remember when Melissa and I were walking downtown um with our friend Dexter too and some guy rolled down his window and like yelled some stuff and I'm like why like what do you get from that do you get like a, a better ego or some shit I don't even know um it's just it's gross like I don't understand people I just don't understand what why people think it's okay you know like why would anything like that be okay that's my question and it'll probably never be answered but (laughs) I don't know it's just upsetting and like yeah it doesn't just happen here it happens all over the world and it's it's gross like it's 2019 like why are we still like this i mean even back then why like (laughs) there's nothing to justify it it's just gross um yeah like there's so many things out there like human sex trafficking and rape and catcalling like why do you think it's okay like what makes you think it's okay okay so i'm gonna end this episode right now on that open-ended question of why do you think people think it's okay to do stuff like that and if you want to answer it just message us on instagram which is politics unscripted or you could send in a vocal message through the anchor app which is how melissa has been appearing on these episodes and you'll appear in the next one so hopefully megan will be in the next episode but thank you guys for listening to just me um it was it felt pretty weird just doing it by myself but gotta do what you gotta do so see y'all next week